You are listening to the Link Sky Podcast, episode 5, and today's episode is around the overuse of metrics in link building. If you've been doing link building for a while, whether that is by an agency or using a freelancer or you've been doing it yourself, I'd imagine at some point you have used this or you've contemplated using metrics to measure the sites you're gaining links from. I can understand the reasoning behind it. You want to probably make it more efficient and determine do you want a link from this site or not. So some of the most common metrics that are used are probably domain authority and page authority. That's from Moz and obviously trust flow and citation flow is from Majestic. Google used to used to have PageRank, which was removed some time ago. Um, so there are no really any Google metrics that we can use. So we have to use these third-party metric tools if you want to go down that road. They are very powerful, and I do value and utilise them myself on occasion. But at the same time, I believe there's an over reliance on these tools. And you really shouldn't make the mistake of basing an entire campaign on any one metric in this way. Following one metric blindly in that way can only lead you into trouble further down the line. And I'm going to get into why that is in a bit. There's a few arguments against using metric tools in this way. The first thing is there is no authority-based metric tool which measures relevance. And that tends to be what I base most of my campaigns around, is around relevance, because I want relevant traffic going to the site. That's because there's more chance that relevant traffic will buy that product or service down the line. Also, if a website is new, but it's gaining popularity, it's going to fly under the metric number. So you're going to miss out on those chances. In addition to that, having links from websites which are all over a certain metric is in of itself an unnatural link profile. So for also for that reason, it's better to have a mixture of authorities for that reason. Google actually stopped using PageRank for this reason. that People focus too much on the metric and that's actually one of the reasons why they removed it. In addition, focusing only on high authority websites it then limits your pool, and I have seen it when people using this technique. It limits the pool of sites, it actually wastes time, and it ends up reducing the momentum of the campaign because they're trying to determine, they're trying to only pick out sites which are over a certain metric, and it reduces the pool that they have. In addition, the sample size of these tools is just too small, you know, whether it's Ahrefs or Moz or whoever. Because of the size of the, they're not crawling the entire net, they have a sample size that they take, and I believe also for that reason they're fairly inaccurate. I mean, I've seen plenty of lower metric sites outranking high authority sites. For instance, my own site ranks number one for freelance SEO consultant, but I know that in a third position there's somebody with a a domain authority of 40 something, whereas mine is I think barely 20. Make of that what you will. The number one metric, as I mentioned, is always, in my book, relevance. This is the main focus that any link builder should follow. It's the basis of any prospect that they'll then employ. And 
really the, the direction that their link building will go in. The more relevant sites are, the more likely they are to have traffic containing the target audience, and then obviously that traffic will then click through to the site and is more likely to buy your product. And then once you've found the site, which could have an overlapping audience with your own, you'll then want to check for signs for engagement. So you can gauge this by looking at social activity with a tool like Buzzsumo or SEMrush to assess the amount of traffic that might be coming through to the site. Uh, they're not always 100% accurate, uh, but if people seem to be commenting on the posts as well, that's also a good sign of engagement. Um, I mean, just to have a look at this example, this was for a gardening client that I had. Uh, they were in the gardening and landscaping um, space. So I found this site. I mean, the domain authority was 30. I know agencies that will only build links that are, you know, over a, over a domain authority of 35, for instance. Uh, so, you know, had they been building links for the client, they wouldn't have gone they wouldn't have gotten a link from this site. However, it is very relevant. I think it's a good site. I like the content on it. And for instance, there's engagement because you have people commenting on the on the blog post as well. So why would you not want a link from it was a purely metric-based campaign? They would just skip over the site and say it's no good. But you know, it's in the right niche. It's contextual, it's an engaged audience, it's even in the right country because the client was in the UK, so there's a very high likelihood of getting very relevant buying traffic from that site. You'll also want to scrutinise any link targets by using something that there is no tool that can assess and that is purely human value. Is the content good quality? Is it designed well? So do we, we'll check for things like, you know, is it passionate and valuable writing? Is there some human personality to the writing? You know, depth of knowledge? Is it easy, na easy to navigate? Is fresh content always being added? Is the author responding to the content, as well, uh, to the comments as well? That means that they're obviously passionate about the content they're putting out. And there's so many more aspects to it. but. Really, the best way to do this is just by assess it, quickly assessing it by eye. For instance, in the gardening example above, I can see the person ticked all of those boxes. Um, they were, they had a lot of personality in the writing, there was a lot of passion, they obviously loved the subject of gardening, and um, they even had, they had a master's degree in ethnobotany, and they're a published author as well. So, while it was a relatively small gardening blog, it could even turn to something much bigger down the line and that would only, in the future, it would only grow the strength of that particular link and it will only increase the chances of getting even more traffic down the line. So really this is a multiple pillar approach. There is no one tool that is going to assess all this and for that, that reason that's why you do not want to restrict to one metric. So it's a, it's a holistic approach of trying to assess, you know, relevance, authority, engagement, and content quality. And if you stretch your campaign by using, you know, domain authority, trust flow, or whatever metric they're using next, it's only going to narrow your view and it will just strangle the growth of your campaign as well. You need to think of these tools just as almost like a barometer. You can kind of, 
you can get an idea of the authority and gauge it, but by no means are they the kind of be-all and end-all of assessing the site. As you develop your, you know, your link profile in this way, you'll even start to see it play on your own website. You know, I mean, the point is you want to drive traffic that is relevant. So if you focus on that and not an arbitrary metric, you're going to have success. You know, you're going to, you'll see your rankings increase, how a rank has come further down the line. The main point, the point is you want the traffic increase, you want engagement on your website and your authority, your own authority metric, whether it's domain authority or whatever, even that may not increase by much, but I wouldn't sweat it because really on the grand scheme of things, it's going to catch up with everything else anyway. So I hope that kind of shone a bit of light on the subject and it made sense and it didn't turn into too much of a rant. If you have any thoughts on it, I'd love to hear them. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the Link Sky podcast. Be sure to subscribe on the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud or Stitcher and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Until next time.